Hey guys, welcome to the Football Diary podcast. We're into the semi-final stage of the World Cup now and what a set of quarter-final games we've just seen. If you want to see what we think about the England game, they lost to France 2-1. There's a link on the screen right now so you can go and check out our disappointment to that particular result. But today and then this particular pod, it's all about Morocco, I think, first of all. They are the first African nation to get to a semi-final of a World Cup. An absolutely historic victory. And I think I got goosebumps when that goal went in from um, El Naziri. It was an absolutely beautiful leap to, to score the winning goal for them, knocking out a Portugal team that had previously scored six in their last game against Switzerland. So I once again defying the odds, but a magical moment in African football history. But the Atlas Lions are through to the semi-finals, Miles. You called it. How are you feeling, mate? I thought they were amazing. I'm really happy for them. You know, it's it's nice to see that underdog story. You always like someone to be the dark horse of the tournament. I'll be honest. I said I thought Morocco would do well in this tournament. I didn't have them getting this far. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's yeah. such a nice nice story. And actually, seeing the the way that the players responded to it, there's become a trend of players celebrating with their moms, which is the sweetest thing in the world. That's cool. I love that. But no, nah, it's it's it was a really interesting one. Morocco did exactly what they've done all tournament. They've yeah. countered it really effectively and defended brilliantly and re- been organised, compact, played the game incredibly well. And that's what you need in tournament football. And considering they've got a manager who's only been in charge for, what, three months? That's it's, mad, it's ridiculous. It? It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But it's a talented squad. You can't be too surprised. No, it's so, so talented. And I think some mm. of the players that, that have performed all tournaments so far still came to the fore in this game. The only worry I've got is that they look a bit knackered now and there's a few injury concerns. There's not many days left until the semi-final actually yeah. comes around. Um, which players have stood out most for you and which players carried them over the line in this game, mate? Well, Amrabat, again, just looks so assured in midfield. He, he, he's he been incredible. Um, we know the the effect that uh, Hakimi and Ziyech have in this side, but there's just talent all over the pitch. The player I'm most surprised with is Sofiane Bouffal, because I just remember his time at Southampton being so frustrating and the talent he had was meant to be obvious, but it's now coming to fruition. He looks like a fantastic player as well. But Amrabat... Yeah. He's team of the tournament material, isn't he? He was yeah, so good. And, and Naziri as well. Like, the goal. Wow. That leap. I think Ronaldo was on the bench at the time. He watched it and was like, kind of looking with, with surprise at how much how much he got on that jump. Because the keeper went for it, but there was no way anyone else was going to win that header. It was a bit six of one, half a dozen of the other, if no. you ask me, in terms of who, who's... He takes credit for that goal because I thought Diogo Costa didn't uh, cover himself in glory with it, to be no. honest. He came a bit... I don't think he ever had any chance of getting to that ball. And Naziri was in the right place. It was a very well-executed header. I don't want to take anything away from him. But Portugal will be frustrated by that. But they seem to be frustrated by everything after the game. <laughs> Their comments were hilarious that the whole thing was an agenda that there was an Argentine referee who clearly would want Messi over Ronaldo, it seemed to be their argument. Which is... Wow. What? How is that an argument that they've got to have? Like, that's silly, isn't it? He wasn't it even is. playing for most of the game. Do you know, with the whole Ronaldo situation as well, I think he got thrown on in an act of desperation, to be fair, in yeah. like the 50th minute. It wasn't long into yeah. the second half. It felt like a desperate move and he didn't really contribute much to the game at all. And no. I'm so sad. I'm wearing my United Ronaldo shirt today. He's got his name on the back because I feel like it's an end of an era <laughs> and I kind of need to mark yeah. it as such. But... The way his career, this half season even, has kind of declined with United, obviously, first of all, with such a poor attitude. But I think his attitude at the end of this game where he just went down the tunnel and cried, 
instead of broken by it. Show, well, showing just show a bit of grace in public to the Moroccan players. This is the moment of their lives. You know they deserve to to, to get this result first of all. And I, I was just gutted for him as somebody who was meant to be like a leader. To, to not kind of congratulate them first, at least for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Whereas, well, actually, it was the Morocco players who went to him to console him, which I thought was a real nice touch. But no, he had he had a, you know lump in his throat, tears in his eyes. As soon as he was down the tunnel, it all came out. I think the realization that his his international career pretty much is done now, isn't it? And what a sad way to go. It was his last chance, and mm. and not just his last chance for a World Cup, but it feels like his last chance in elite football. All the yeah. talk is that he's going to end up in Saudi Arabia now. So this was really his his curtain call. This was his opportunity. So do you know what? In theory, completely agree. It would have been nice to see him go and congratulate some of the Rockham players. I totally understand it. If you have contributed as much to, to football as Ronaldo has, that yeah. moment where you think, this is it, that, that, that's it, and it's not ended the way that I wanted it to, yeah, I that's guess. heartbreaking. He, he got the record now, hasn't he, for the most international appearances in, in men's football, which is yeah. another amazing achievement for him. And he would have done anything to have an impact on this game. And it felt written that he would. I just I kept thinking, the 88th minute, there's going to be a cross in and he's going to get his head on it or something will happen. But he, he just couldn't get into the game. And the, I will say, they weren't trying to get him into the game very often. No. There are a lot of opportunities where I thought the ball's got to go in there, get that ball into Ronaldo, and I don't, even, I don't think there was ever the intention. And that, that to me shows a really disjointed side. We talked earlier yeah. about England and how they've got such a young squad that are going to come good in in later tournaments. The only other thing you'd say for Portugal is so have they. If they Definitely. can utilise it correctly, there's some great players there. I think yeah. they've missed an opportunity by not bringing Rafael Leal on much, much Absolutely, sooner. Absolutely, yeah. He normally he, does that, though, as his play, Santos. He normally brings Leal on at just the right moment. But he decided on Ronaldo first. And I think that's what kind of clouded yeah. everything for them, didn't it? And the thing is, Morocco were so content sitting back, soaking things yeah. up and trying to get players on the counter. But even when they were countering, they weren't committing many men forward. You didn't see Hakimi as far at the pitch as you would normally see. True. Instead, it was kind of the front three, and that was all. So, yeah, I don't know with Portugal. This is say a failure for them with the kind yeah. of talent they've got in their squad. As good as Morocco have been, I don't want to take anything away from them. Portugal, you would have thought, would have got through that game. So, they probably failed in this tournament. Ronaldo will feel like a failure in this tournament, but every credit has to go to Morocco. They've just been fantastic. I think they need a change of coach now, don't they? It feels stale with, yeah. with yeah, him, a very pragmatic coach by design, just kind of having this super talented set of players in front of him. And it just needs somebody with a bit more enterprise, I think, to lead them forward. And obviously, that's not going to feature Cristiano now, is it? So that changes the makeup of Portuguese football massively. I don't think any coach is going to put him in the national team now. I think this is it. <sighs> yeah, do you know what? Even the Euros, the Euros is 18 months away and Ronaldo was yeah. talking like he reckons he'd still be there. But... The way he played in this tournament, he he didn't look like he was helping Portugal in any way, shape or form. And that enough must make you think, I'm only taking him for the name then. And that's yeah. such a difficult decision. Gonzalo Ramos had such a great game the game before and he was completely anonymous in this game. I thought it was mm. really poor performance from him. So Portugal will be looking for that, that, that answer down the middle. I think it has to be Leal. If he's not going to play him out wide on the left, then bringing him into the middle is the answer. Ronaldo True. just, he can't compare. The wet, the kind of fluid football and the pace that Portugal have, Ronaldo stops all of that, sadly. And as yeah. wonderful a player as he has been, 
everyone has to come to an end sometime and we knew this would happen at some point i'm just disappointed in the way that it's happening for him yeah absolutely feel the same i really do somebody i've idolized for a long time and i think it's messy stage now to kind of go and streak ahead and prove that he is the greatest player out of the two because he's had a great tournament and we'll talk about argentina now who really put themselves through it, didn't they? Took a 2 0 lead against the Netherlands. A Netherlands team that were lacking any kind of answers, I think, up until they decided to go 4 4 2 and put the big man, Wout Veghorst, up front <laughs> to chase the game with, what, 10, 15 minutes to go. And it worked. I mean, they got two, I think they were shell shocked, Argentina, to see that approach coming back. Um, and they conceded two goals that, that you know, on, on reflection and watching the replays, looked quite clever. But they weren't. Mm. They were very sort of route one old school Premier League, weren't they? So they pulled it back <laughs> to two to the Netherlands out of nowhere, took it to a penalty shootout, and um, Argentina saw it through. So what do you make of that game? It was chaotic, wasn't it? There's a lot going on. There's a lot of feistiness in there and a lot of aggression. And the first time I've seen that at this tournament as well. The GOAT got them through, but I'm not talking <laughs> about did, Messi. Yeah. I'm not talking about Messi. Come on. The best goalkeeper in world football right now. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. So, I, knew, I it, knew you'd lean that way. As soon as it went to penalties, you knew Argentina were winning because of him. I'm not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I honestly think Emmy yeah. Martinez is the difference for this Argentina side. It proved to be the case in the Copa America. They finally lifted a trophy because Martinez was there for penalty shootouts. He's he's yeah. world class. He's He kept them in the, in the tournament with that save against Australia late on. And he got them through this game too. And that is a major, major factor for Argentina now. They've got quality throughout the pitch. And that's something that they've lacked in the last few tournaments and something that Messi has has kind of suffered from in his international career, that too often he had to do it on his own. And actually, he had the the assist for the first goal was unbelievably good. Other than that, he's had a good tournament. I don't think he's had an incredible tournament. If he was given player of the tournament, I think it would be outrageous. He scored a couple of penalties against weak opposition. And then in this game, he was better. He was better. But he could have been sent off quite comfortably. Yeah. The ref turned a blind eye to so much in this game. And and that's a game where he still gave out 13 yellow cards. So, I don't know. I didn't really like it was bizarre to see that many cars all of a sudden in a tournament that's been fairly friendly, hasn't it? It's been weird. But the referees at this stage, we talked about the England game in our other pod. Um, the refereeing performance there was was just as bad. But why is a quarterfinal seeing these referees on this stage? It's mad. On Argentina, you know though. What? Their attitude was just terrible as well. Like I understand that you've been wound up and you've had it back and forth with, with players from the opposition. But the way they celebrated the win in front of the Dutch, I thought was disgraceful. And then Messi, in his interview afterwards, if, I I hate to always draw him back to that, but if Ronaldo was seen on camera popping off at another opposition player, calling him, well, I can't even remember what he called Veghorst Messi. The comments were ridiculous. Calling him a a loser or something like that. He was being ridiculous. Ronaldo does that. There is a media frenzy calling him the most arrogant, awful player, awful human on the planet. Messi does it and you go, oh, it's the spirit. It's his time. Yeah. It drives me mental. I, I really hope Croatia do him in the next round, to be honest. 
well, the romanticism towards Messi is kind of winning them a lot of neutral support at the minute, I think. But I mean, it's not, it wasn't all about Messi. I do think Nicolas Otamendi is having a very good tournament. I think Alexis McAllister, for saying he's only mm. had about 10, 12 Brilliant. caps, he's played really well as well. Um, and Julian Alvarez as well is proving himself to be a really capable front man alongside yeah. Messi. He's got a couple of goals. So there's a few real promising players there. Otamendi, I didn't see that one coming, to be fair, because he was awful in England. But it's not all about Messi. But I'm really surprised at how poor some of Argentina's attacking players are. Lataro Martinez has been awful this tournament. Whenever we've seen him play, he's looked lost. And I honestly thought they could bank on him for some some goals or some creativity. What's happened with him? I don't know. Do you know what? I I honestly thought he would be a real difference maker for Argentina in this tournament. Because as we talked about, Messi's always had to do it on his own. Higuain never stepped up at international yeah. level. Aguero had decent patches, but his fitness always kept him away. We haven't seen Dybala deployed yet, really. So no. he needed Lautaro Martinez to to be that player. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. Inter Milan, I'm probably fuming because they've got to make some money from somewhere at some point. I think Martinez is probably the most sellable asset, but a lot of people will be looking at him and going, oh, I don't know if we're going to get the, the right Lautaro Martinez if, if this is what he's capable of. He's looked more like Alvaro Morata than than Lautaro Martinez in this tournament, <laughs> I think. I think I'm glad to see um, the Ronaldo versus Messi final not happening now. But I'm also intrigued to see what mm. Messi does do in the semi-final because um, he, he's got the spotlight and I think he thrives on the spotlight. And Argentina versus Croatia, how do you see that one playing out before we move on to the Croatia-Brazil game? Can you see Argentina walk in that or do you think Croatia no. will be a tough challenge for them? No. It would definitely be tough because Croatia is so organised and they're so experienced in this sort of level and this to- tournament football. They've gotten themselves through the Brazil game, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment, by yeah. being that wily kind of typical Croatian team. And they'll do the same against Argentina. The big difference should be Messi because when Croatia are defending resolutely and they're really organised and compact at the back, Messi is the sort of player that opens that up. So how they deal with him will define how that game goes. Yeah, I think Argentina probably will get past Croatia, but there's no way they beat France. There's absolutely no way that this team is good enough to beat France. I don't. I think or actually, Morocco. Not, or Morocco. Or Morocco. They probably beat Morocco. <laughs> um, I because Morocco have been doing so well, but you know, we're we're not expecting Morocco to be in the final. Really, if they are, amazing. But yeah. I, I can't see Argentina winning it purely because I, have they played well at any point consistently? Has the whole team really looked that good at any point? No. They should have won this in normal time. The fact they even yeah. let Holland back into the game from a player that couldn't do it at Burnley, like, ooh, that, that tells me you've got a weakness. And Croatia yeah, yeah. will be looking to exploit it the same way that, that Holland were able to, definitely. Well, Croatia dragged themselves to the semi-finals, the second consecutive World Cup semi-final against all the odds because there was a de- yeah. very definite chance we thought they could have gone out much earlier than this with the team they've got we kind of called out their the age their lack of legs and they've got through two periods of extra time now penalty shootouts seem to be something that they have got this huge mentality for they are absolute monsters at playing this game when it gets to that stage aren't they and it proved that that way again they beat a Brazil team that, that took the lead and for the most part of the game were really really battering the Croatian penalty area really not necessarily creating clean cut chances because Livakovic had a great game 
but mm, most of his yeah, saves were very comfortable, I think, I yeah. thought. Um, there's, there's a couple that were really outstanding saves, and obviously the penalty shootout was, was another level. But Brazil weren't that threatening. I wasn't that impressed with, with Neymar. I haven't seen much from him in this tournament to make me think, yeah, he's had an ex, ex, outstanding career so far. Mm. Once again, on the world stage, he's been okay. But Croatia, I think, offered plenty of mental fortitude and resilience to make me kind of think that they could be a bogey team for anyone they face, you know, from Mm. here on in. If they get to the final, I still don't know how they would get on because they're just an unknown quantity still. So much quality to call upon, I think, when when it matters. But again, I think like Dave said in a previous pod, have they got the legs to do this again? Yeah, there there was two things that I think really settled this game. As good as Casemiro is, he cannot play in midfield on his own. And kind of playing him alongside Neymar with Neymar having a free role against a Croatia team who have yeah. probably the best midfield in the tournament right now. They were brilliant, yeah. You, that that was always going to be the downfall of Brazil. Um, and I think the other thing that cost Brazil this game was their own arrogance. Because as soon as Neymar scored, they just thought that was it. They had no concept of the idea that Croatia would come back into it. And as soon as Croatia got that goal, you knew Brazil were out. Because the momentum swing wasn't yeah. just, oh, okay, Croatia are on it now. It crushed Brazil. Massively. You could see it on their faces. They did not know what hit them. And as soon as it went to penalties, I watched it with my wife. And as soon as Rodrigo put the ball in his hand, I said to her, he'll miss. You could yeah. see it. And yeah, she went, I think oh, so. what, what, what makes you say that? But that change in mentality where Croatia felt lucky to be where they were and excited by the opportunity of penalties because they yeah. thought they were out. So all of a sudden, anything more than the game finishing on 120 minutes was a bonus. So it was done. Then mm. for Brazil, it was the opposite side. Yeah. As soon as they let that goal in, they thought it was over. You could see it. There was never any chance of them getting through that penalty shootout. So I'm not surprised that we've seen Croatia get through again. I think that they're so good at this sort of level. And yeah. Modric could be 50 and play that way. I'm convinced. He's just he's just such a classy footballer. Brozovic has been excellent. Brozovic has been great, yeah. Kovacic is so good. Kovacic is incredible. I can't un- understand how he, he didn't excel more at Real Madrid and why they ever let yeah. him go. I think he's an, a wonderful midfielder. And he showed that again yeah. today in the other game. So, yeah, Brazil were the team that I had down to win it. It was either Brazil yeah. or England for me, and they're both out now. So it's a really it's open tournament. It is. It's been a strange um, quarterfinal, I think, for, for different reasons. All the results have been either a shock or, you know, there's been some controversy or there's been just some history made. So, yeah, not a disappointing set of quarterfinals at all. I think if you're Brazil, you look at this as a missed opportunity like England yeah. did, to be fair, because it's a very, very good squad. Very deep squad. Neymar, there's been talk that it might be his last act as a Brazil player as well, which would be tremendously disappointing and a bit surprising as well. He's got a lot mm. more to offer. But um, I think for Brazil to exit in the way they have is, yeah, like you said, a little bit, it smacks a little bit of arrogance. I think they expected to get to the final quite easily. And I know the, the talk of all the dancing that they did in the last game was kind of slated by some old men. But it does make it look more ridiculous when they don't follow it up with a convincing victory in the next game against Croatia. And, you know, that kind of made their bed in some ways, that kind of attitude for me. Oh, don't sound yeah. like Graham Sudes in any way, but, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is a very talented squad. A lot of them are very young as well. So they will continue yeah. to grow, just as we've said about, about England and Portugal. So it's an, in, an exciting time for international football because it looks like this could be some really big hitters. That's not even mentioned in France who the majority of their squad is incredibly young too. So, True. yeah, I'm, 
I don't know with Brazil. I think that there were a few positives to take from this game, weirdly. Anthony was amazing when he came on. He was their biggest threat by some distance. That was really nice to see. But a lot of their bigger players didn't turn up. Vinicius was, was really quiet in this game. Neymar had that moment of absolute amazing, outstanding ability for his goal. But other than that, like you say, we didn't yeah. see what we expected from Flashes. him. Mark has to be so upset with himself, you know that. So, mm. yeah, I don't know with Brazil. I, I love the way their attitude towards football. I love their their flair, their passion. It's incredible. They can dance all they want. I love it. I think it's great. And <laughs> I am sad to see them go out of the tournament, actually, because I, I would have liked to have yeah. seen them get into that higher gear. It would have been amazing to see Brazil-Argentina in the semi-final. And then Brazil-France final would have yeah, been amazing, too. So, yeah, it's a shame. But great for Croatia and well-deserved, which is funny because we're probably a fit Romelu Lukaku away from Croatia being knocked out of the group stage in this tournament. Yeah, If, if he Again, was sharp and margins. had match fitness, he would have yeah. knocked him out in that game. And instead, they, they're one yeah, match away from would. a final again. So, I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting tournament so far, right? Yeah, definitely. That's interesting is an understatement. But um, just press you on an answer. I think I know the answer for this, but your your final lineup sounds like it's going to be Argentina-France for you. I think that's the way I feel it's going to play. But you never know, do you? I do. I, there is part of me that thinks we could get Croatia again. I just think, I think wow. they're so, so organised and so efficient at what they do that it will be hard for Argentina to break them down. They're going to need more than just Messi. The thing with Croatia is they just don't look like they can score goals. They, uh, like you, I don't know where yeah. Croatia's goals really come from. It, it's Perisic taking pot shots from 40 yards most of the time after he's cut inside. That will be their downfall. Yeah. So probably those two, but I don't know. Anyway, loads to look forward to in the, the semi-finals. And obviously it's the World Cup final next week, which, which sounds mad. Um, it's gone so quickly. And do you know what? It's like becoming the end of a fortnight holiday you know you've got to come home soon and pack your bags um so yeah it's, it's sad to see a tournament come to an end but i cannot wait to see how it finishes whatever happens there'll be some history made i think by one team which would be fantastic but until that stage and we talk about those games miles thanks for your time again mate and uh yeah speak to you soon enjoy the rest of the tournament 